Fiends and horror hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z, joined once again this week by Greg. How's it going, man? It's good. How you doing? Not too bad. Um, really, uh, I mean, this week we're doing Critters, and I haven't seen it probably in about two years, and it's a fun movie. Oh, yeah, it's, it's an enjoyable time. Yeah, I, um, I remember when I got, because I got the, uh, I saw the, uh, I think it's, um, what is it, uh, Scream Factory put out a box set, I'm pretty sure. Uh, like, the nice one or just the collection? The the really nice, pretty one with like the really nice box. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, I think it was Scream Factory. Yeah, like that was like a couple years ago, and I remember seeing it at Fye, and it was like seventy dollars. And I've had at that point never seen any of the Critters movies, and I'm like, there's no way I can drop seventy dollars on this. Well, right beside it was the like four film dvd collection and that was like thirty dollars so that's what i ended up picking up yeah that's what i have i think i only paid like 12 bucks for it oh really well fye is like kind of they're they kind of mark everything up higher than yeah most other places it seems but it's still fun to go in there because i love like physically being able to look through the aisles yeah it's nice uh we don't have one anymore it's gone Oh, that's right, because didn't you say um, they had, like, a great liquidation sale? Well, that was Family Video here that just had that. No, our FYE's been gone for years now. Oh, really? Yeah. I was going to say, like, that's the, the only time I ever go to the mall in our town is to go to FYE. Because, like, usually I'll go into, like, Hot Topic, and there's nothing in there that I ever really want anymore. Yeah. And, like, Spencer's. And every once in a while, I'll find, like, a mug or something like that. But mostly it's just to go to FYE and then it's to look through the aisles and then I'll find something I like, see how, how much it is, then go on Amazon and buy yeah. it off Amazon while I'm standing in FYE. Just the way to find it there. Yeah, I, I still like physically like going and looking through aisles and like, you know, sorting through DVDs and Blu-rays and whatnot. Yeah. But I'm still on the search for a deal. Uh, every, everyone's riveted about our mall talk right now. <laughs> we're, we're we're bringing them home. They're 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 leaving in droves right now. They wouldn't hear murderous aliens. No, I want to talk more about Fye. <laughs> yeah, real quick, one last little mall thing. You know what was even better was Suncoast. Oh, we never had a Suncoast. Oh, Suncoast. When I was in elementary school, ninety percent of my allowance would go to buying VHSs from there. Like, I love Suncoast so much, and they always had those great posters. R.I.P. Yeah. Suncoast. <laughs> um, speaking of VHS and everything, I used to have this on VHS, and I'm mad that I don't know what happened to it. Oh, this is definitely one, like, whenever I'm on my, uh, like, VHS collector sites and whatnot, I see this uh, one come up here and there, and at some point when it's at the right price, I'm definitely going to get this. Yeah. I had the cover with, like, the big critter on it and everything. Yeah. This was really that post Gremlins world of like ghoulies, spookies, critters, all those things that came out. Uh, I saw another one here recently when I was looking at VHSs. There was another one called Munchies. Yeah, 
I've never one. seen it or heard of it, but it looks terrible, but I really want to see it. Oh, yeah. Well, all these, I love them, but aside from Gremlins, I don't know if any of them are really great. You know what I mean? I mean, I would say uh, Gremlins is great. I would put Critters up there as great. See, I love Critters. It's one of my favorites, honestly, but I don't think it's great. <laughs> to me, it's great, but I don't think it's great. Well, I'm right there with you. I think it's pretty great. Like, I love the Bounty Hunters. Oh, yeah. But, Kill um, Kreitz. Yes. Uh, but, like, Ghoulies, I never really liked Ghoulies. Yeah. But, um... So this when movie did came... you see this for the first time? Uh, just two years ago when I got that box set. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, I remember that night great, too, because there's my favorite wing place in town. And, like, Liz was still, like, going into the office at that point because COVID, I mean, wasn't a thing at all. And uh, I had the house completely to myself. So I ordered, like, the hottest wings I could and watched Critters. It was a great night. That sounds like a good time. Um, but I the- was a kid when I saw it. It terrified me more than, like, any slasher movie. I was going to say, weren't you saying... um? I forget if it was on the podcast or if it was just us talking, but you were like, one of your big fears was like critters hiding under cars. Yeah. And shooting quills at my legs. Yeah. Yeah. Terrified me. I mean, which you can definitely see, like there's the one point in like when the mom is like doing dishes in the kitchen and you see those two like red critter eyes pop up in the window. It's pretty creepy, especially being a kid. Oh yeah. I think I watched it way too young. That's all. Um, The movie's, you, what did you say? 1986, right? Yeah, ni- uh, 1986, written and directed by Stephen Herrick, who also directed Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, you know, honestly, now that you say that, you can get that vibe from it. I definitely, like, after, like, because I a lot of times on Letterboxd, I like to look to see what else they've done to see if, like, there's any kind of vibes going through their movies. And this one, I could definitely, like you said, tell there was something, like, you could... It's like how Kevin Smith movies feel like Kevin Smith movies. There's just little yeah. things in there. Well, you could honestly almost see Critters, Bill and Ted crossover, to be honest. Oh, that'd be pretty awesome. I mean, they could still do it. They're still still putting out Critters movies. Um, Bill and Ted 3 just came out last year. I mean... Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're done. I think that was the farewell go-home tour. What, uh, Bill and Ted 3? Yeah. Well, I heard Alex Winter say that if uh, the right script comes along and there's interest, they would do a number four. So, Well, that's what everyone says for everything, of course. You know what I mean? In like 20 or 30 years, we'll get like how they're like resurgencing now from like the 80s and 90s. There would just be like super duper old Bill and Ted and like super duper old Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, I I hope so. Noich, 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 (laughs) noich. Like... This thing starts and it's already wild because there it's a prison asteroid and the critters have stolen a ship. Yeah, and I don't know any other like horror movies that start on an asteroid and there's just all kinds of like weird aliens everywhere. Yeah, but, the little blob guy. And he you know who what he reminds me of is like big uh kind of like Bib Fortuna from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I can see that. But like in a hovercraft. Yeah, a little bit. Like, it melted down Bib Fortuna. Yeah. Um, and, well, they're like, the crates have escaped. We still haven't seen them yet. But, like, we just hear them, like, communicating. So, they get the bounty hunters. And the bounty hunters, how... They are just faceless, glowing green bodies. 
Yeah, it's almost like, which is really, um, I love that kind of what they do with that in this movie, where, like, they get different actors to play the bounty hunters because they keep morphing into, like, other people. Yeah, but the second one plays with it a lot more, too. Did you ever see Critters 2? Yeah, I've seen Critters 1, 2, and 3. I haven't seen 4 yet. Or Attack. Or Attack. Yeah, um... Critters 2, they definitely play with the body morphing thing a lot more. And one thing I miss from, like, I love Critters, and it's I would say it's definitely better than Critters 2. From what I remember, I haven't seen it in a while. But I miss the Critter Ball in this movie. Oh, yeah, that wasn't introduced yet. No, I think that was introduced in part two. Yeah. And then became, like, in all of them after that. Yeah, that's like the that's uh what comes like the signature thing for the Critters movies is that ball. Yeah, that's the Jason getting his hockey mask moment. Yeah, where it takes a couple movies to finally get there. <laughs> I beat you to it. I'm so proud of myself. Nice one, man. Yeah, you, uh, I, I got uh, the Friday reference. Greg did the Friday reference this week, not me. But I'll probably have <laughs> more later. <laughs> so, um we get this cool like space title card which we always have to mention. Yeah, we love the title cards. And then in the most dramatic scene switch, cuts to a farm. Yeah, this next scene is like very Andy Griffith. Like, Yeah, did you get that too? It's just so wholesome. It's like way too wholesome for like a few minutes until everyone starts cussing at each other. <laughs> I, yeah, and to be honest, I this, I'm like, this movie's rated R, right? I'm trying to think, I'm like... This doesn't seem like it's like they mushed two scripts together for it. Yeah, well, it's um, what going from the hard cut of like there's a space asteroid prison to dun 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 you know it's like, but it works later. I love it later. Yeah, no, or the family is the two parents, a older daughter, younger son, right. Uh, Brad's the son, and he's faking sick, like, trying to hold the thermometer up and everything. And the daughter, April, is talking to a boy on the phone. This is just their introductions. Yeah, and I love how the mom, like, he, uh, the kid's like, oh, I'm, I think I'm too sick to go to school. And the mom takes the thermometer and looks out, looks at it, and she's like, 107? Come on. Yeah, you gotta, you can't do it that hard. No, it's like, no, you'd be dead almost. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, so we have the whole family, like, breakfast thing, uh, he's going to school anyway, because he finds out he's trying to skip a test or something like that, I don't know, but anyway, um, then we yeah, cut to uh, this new, go ahead. I was gonna say, that's about when, like, whenever the test comes up, is when it goes from, like, Andy Griffith to, like, okay, no, this is, like, an 80s, like, family, where the yeah. daughter's, like, yeah, don't you know he has a test today, and it's like, shut the fuck up, and they start hitting each other. <laughs> And then we cut to possibly my favorite character of the movie, Charlie. Oh yeah, Charlie is so great. He is waking up in the drunk tank. He's at the that the police station, and he, this is apparently a regular occurrence. Oh, Charlie's drunk. I ain't drinking, but he hears aliens talking through his fillings. Yeah, it's almost like radio stations being picked up. Wait, is is this the scene when he opens his mouth and he's like, can't you hear him? Can't you hear him? And the sheriff's like, no, that's my radio. Yeah, he goes, right there. And he's opening his mouth. Listen, and it's the radio going off. Yeah. 
Um, Who is this sheriff, by the way? Because he looks really familiar. He's the uh, newspaper reporter from Slapshot. Oh, okay. And he's in a bunch of other stuff, too. You, It's one of those character actors that um, you see in almost everything, but I can't remember his name. He's a big Western guy, wasn't he? Uh, I believe he was in a bunch of Westerns. I'm trying to think. Like, he uh, even um, here, re- like, not too recently, he was still in stuff. He just plays, like, the old man now, of course. Yeah. But I remember him as the newspaper reporter from Slapshot. Yeah, where that's probably like a- his biggest role. Where he's like, um, trying to butch up like how like they're on this losing streak, and he's like, oh, how they glide a- across the ice is like magic. And uh, Paul Newman's like, yeah, I really like how you beefed it up there. <laughs> um, the what do we get? The bounty hunters are coming to Earth, and I guess they have to assimilate. Like, so they learn about the culture and everything. Yeah, they um. Yeah, they go through, like, everything, like, extremely quick, which also, like, makes the fact that they look kind of like mannequins and whatnot make sense, because you don't know what kind of alien planet they're going to go to. Yeah, I guess you'd want shapeshifters and everything. At first, they may look like something that, like, Joe Spinell would date, but then they turn into, like, glam rockers. Well, the one does, because... For some reason, when they're flipping through all the Earth history, it lands on this music video, which was titled Power of the Night by Power Johnny Steele. Power of the Night? I looked it up, because I'm like, was Johnny Steele another random hair guy that I didn't know about? And he could have passed for one, but no. Yeah, is it almost like the, uh, I mean, to bring it up every single episode, Slumber Party Massacre 2? where the drill killer like tried to have a singing career or is it just like a voiceover type thing, which is, I think it's more of that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think this guy went on to try to make it afterwards. Well, cause I think it's the same is the uh, bounty hunter, like look the same in critters too. So is it the same guy? I forget. I don't remember what the Johnny Steele one is. The other one still can't hold a form in the second one. Well, doesn't he, uh, well, I mean to kind of jump to the end of this one, he does, he, I believe he forms into Charlie. Yeah, he does and, at one point, yes. And because I during the whole second one, he's Charlie, isn't he? Or is he no, no uh he becomes Charlie at the end because Charlie sacrifices himself and he like looks up to him, so in his memory he is gonna look like Charlie forever. That's what it was. You watched a different movie because Charlie doesn't die. I thought Charlie dies in the second no, one. No, he survives. Oh, in the second one? In the second one. I don't remember, but he's... I thought you meant this one. Like, Charlie survives? No, I was talking about, like, uh, the bounty hunters. I was wondering if it was the same actor, that, like, Johnny Steele guy. Well, we'll get to the what happens at the end, because they don't explain it well, but just knowing the rest of the series, I can explain it better once we hit there. Okay, cool. Um, But, so he morphs into the Johnny Steele... And the other one still hasn't picked a form yet. And then it cuts to Charlie and Brad blowing stuff up with firecrackers. I also want to um bring up the morph scene, like when he does morph into like the hair rocker dude. Yeah. It's like very it's like really cool like body melt horror. It's like Hellraiser or like that scene from Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, like all the excess melts away. Yeah, it's really cool. He has a like, waxy looking. Um but yeah. How old do you think Charlie is? Maybe oh late 20s, early 30s? 
I mean, anywhere from like mid twenties to mid forties. Like it's one of those guys you can't exactly tell. <laughs> so, but he hangs out with Charlie like they're best friends. Apparently, I mean, with Brad like they're best friends. Apparently, but whatever. It's almost like um, like how Ed Gein was like the like kind of weirdo of the town. Like he was a grown adult in like his forties, but he acted like a child. It's yeah. like that syndrome. Yeah. Um, and then April's boyfriend Steve comes over. And this is all tying together, but the dad goes out to meet boyfriend Steve. Right. And the whole time, like, the family seems pretty normal for the most part and everything. I don't get any over-the-top characteristic vibes from everyone. Like, kind of boring family. But they just make the dad look like the most stupid simpleton on the planet right here. Oh, yeah, he's definitely, like, simple farmer character. Yeah, like the the cliched, like because he goes and looks at. I don't. I'm not a car guy, but it's clearly a nice car. Do you know what it is? I have no idea. <laughs> but it, it's an expensive car. Rob would know. <laughs> yes, Rob would know. Damn it, we need him right now. But um, Razor. he goes up. <laughs> he goes up to the car, looks in, and he goes, "Oh, you can't haul much hay in that." It's like, oh Jesus fucking Christ! No, there's <laughs> other things than work, man. <laughs> and that's where I'm like, oh, they're gonna make him this character. But, um, April and, oh, I'm cutting ahead, but we we really don't need to hit all these details. Brad shoots April with a slingshot. There's a big fight. Brad goes to his room. Well, the, doesn't, uh, Charlie shoots her with the slingshot and Brad takes the blame for it because Charlie's like a simpleton that's already like in trouble. Yeah. And he, this is his employer is, yeah. is this family and he's shooting the daughter with a slingshot. Well, and also they're like they're like shooting like a beer can or something with the slingshot, but the beer can is sitting like right in front of the car. So even if it hadn't hit her, it would have hit like the really nice, expensive car. He doesn't yeah, like shit through. <laughs> yeah, you can't wait a minute. No, that beer can needs to come down now. Yeah, oh, I can shoot real good. Let me show you, Davy. You know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> um, so it cuts to dinner and nice dinner, whatever. And April and Steve leave dinner because you told me you'd take me for a ride in your car. And the dad goes, I thought you were going to come watch me bowl. And she goes, maybe next time or maybe we'll swing by. Yeah. And like, it does, she kind of like, if I remember right, she kind of like looks kind of like side eyes to her boyfriend and he kind of does like a half like eye roll. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also want to talk about what's the, uh, I'm sorry. What's the uh, son's name? Brad. Brad. Okay. Yeah. Brad's room. Like, usually, like, 80s kids' rooms are so fucking amazing. Like, they have every poster. They have, like, three VCRs for some reason. You know, it's, like, decked out to the nines. Yeah. This kid has posters of, like, the police and Bruce Springsteen up. Yeah, this, this kid's stupid. He has <laughs> real shitty taste in music. Yes, he very much does. You're not, you're not wrong in the slightest on any of that. And when he's in his room is when we see him making pipe bombs. Yeah, he's making legit bombs. And like he later is... on, he's like, oh, I, let me grab my firecracker. That's not a fucking firecracker. No, you are getting arrested if you get caught with this and charged with like potential terrorism. Yeah, it's like a, we have a mini Ted Kaczynski in this movie. Yeah, it, I've, like no kid should be making this. Right, no. Um... Also, did you ever see the movie with Polly Shore's son-in-law? 
No. Oh, dear, oh. no, yes, I have. Yes, I have. Like, with the farm and everything? That's what yeah. this house reminds me of. Oh, very much so. Or, um, what the, it also reminds me of the house from Leprechaun. Okay, yeah, I can get that one, too. Well, it's, like, dirty, and there's just dust everywhere. <laughs> yes. Apparently, they use the house for the hay storage. Yes. Um, but April and Steve's leave to go for a ride in the car is just pull the car slightly around the barn and go make out in the barn. Yeah, they just dip into the barn. It's like, you could go anywhere. Why are you yeah. still staying on the property where, like, dad's already on, like, boner can like boner alert where as soon as like that boyfriend starts getting anywhere near his daughter, he's going to be like, something's going on. I need to find these two. Yeah. And it's not like it's far out of the question for him to walk to the barn at night. No, I mean, it's right there. Yeah. He's a farmer. Yeah. And even that is just like, if you had a garage right next to your house, there's a good chance someone will end up in that garage. And I would rather fuck in the car than like on top of hay. Oh, you get the hate, like, uh, itchiness, yeah. You Ruby's, like, that. sneezing, because you think, like, you're gonna be kicking up a bunch of dust and shit. That's not sexy. <laughs> no, no, what's that? Um, <laughs> Listen to What's Sexy with Brett and Greg on Fridays. <laughs> yes. Um, so, they're, they're out in the barn, Charlie's, I mean, Brad's making bombs, and Charlie is biking home from work. Chugging whiskey while biking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Charlie is like Charlie is my spirit animal through this entire movie because he's just doing what like pretty close to what I would do of just like well I'm chugging whiskey and I'm on my way home I can't wait to go home and have my home drink and there's like this... oh fuck there's a UFO exactly and all these old like alien horror sci-fi movies like the old classic ones it's always like near a farm because they were always abducting cows for some reason right and it's always the town drunk who sees it so no one believes them yeah it's almost like a fifth like a throwback to like a 50s alien like horror type movie yeah like those sci-fi exactly because he's of course the one who sees it now i have a question for you what's up do you think charlie is like the illegitimate son of crazy ralph if we're going on what we always like to believe all horror movies exist in the same world, yes. 100%. That he, Otherwise, no. Crazy Ralph was like, for some reason, he was in this town that they were in, like spreading the world to J- world uh, Jason. And this is what happens when you have sex in a barn. You get a Charlie. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> what Do we know where this is taking place? I'm not sure. And I'm seeing... On Letterboxd, it says a small Midwestern town. Yeah, I don't think it's ever really named. Yes, but it looks like just... It looks very Midwestern. Yeah. But um, I love that the critters are subtitled, too. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts. And I love later on, we literally get a critter saying fuck. Yeah. What are the critters are subtitled. And Brad... And his dad also, he, Brad sees it or hears it, the spaceship going down well, as well. Yeah, Brad is like on top of the roof trying to like sneak out. And to he go sees the apparently UFO. commit acts of terror. Yeah, he has his pipe bombs with him. He's going to go mail them. Yes. He's working on his shed in the, uh, in the woods. <laughs> and him and his dad go out to investigate and they find a dead cow like that's been eaten. Yeah, it's a it's an entire like entrails are everywhere. 
Yeah, this reminded me of, like, Lost World Jurassic Park with them sneaking out through the field. I expected, like, to see the critters, like, moving through the grass, like the raptors. Yeah. And then, so, they find the dead cow, and they go back. This deputy cop gets... Why does he stop? Does he get a flat? I don't... I, I don't remember. Let me... I think he just pulls over. Yeah, but they make it seem like... There's no radio call or anything no. like that. So, like, it's weird. I assumed he was having car trouble of some sort. Yeah, I'm guessing. Uh, so, he pulls over, and... Yeah, he goes off the road. It doesn't look on purpose. But, anyway, he oh, gets no, out. I, rem- I remember. Doesn't he see, like, some of the critters go rolling across the road? Oh, yeah, he thinks it's a dog, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like, fucking dog, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and he swerves off the road. That's right. And... This is where we get our under-the-car leg needle. Yes. When he's out. And then he's pulled under the car and eaten. Yeah, the, these, um, we, we keep seeing, like, more and more of the critters, which I like the slow reveal of this movie. Like, you don't see them right away. But it doesn't wait until the last ten minutes to show you the creature. Yeah. They, they remind me of, like, Tribbles from Star Trek, but with, like, giant, like, Pac-Man teeth. I'm unaware, so I can't comment. Okay, yeah, triple. Well, basically, the triples in Star Trek is just a giant hairball that like multiplies like rabbits. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Um, cuts back to the farm and the mom's doing dishes, and there's glowing red eyes staring at her, and rightfully so, scares the hell out of her. Yeah, it's extremely creepy. Yeah, and they're like neon, like red eyes, and the Brad and Dad come back and. They're calming her down, and Brad goes, it was probably just whatever the fuck the cat's name is. I don't remember. Yeah. But um, says that, and they're like, yeah, you're probably right. If your cat's eyes are glowing red and evil, you have a fucked up cat, and you should still be scared. Yeah, you live near a pet cemetery. <laughs> yeah. Either way, you should still be frightened. And So... We finally get our bounty hunters now, landing. What late. happens is uh, the cat got into like Brad's like stash, and his eyes are just like blazed red from like smoking weed. I, I, Brad doesn't strike me as the stoner. <laughs> no, he's like ten. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even strike me as like potential stoner when he's older. He's not like the bad kid. He's listening to the police. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he's gonna. God, what what do they do? Drink Zima? Maybe if if they're feeling extra crazy in the night they might have a second glass of wine yeah that's like new year's eve like yes we're going nuts and you're gonna feel it the next day yeah we're gonna get half a buzz (laughs) (laughs) um the bounty hunters land but the one still hasn't transformed and says nothing likes me so i guess like it has to take to you kind of yeah that's what i um it's like almost like what's a good fit for you yeah what does he turn into uh, let me see. I see the bounty hunters land on Earth, and the one still needs to find a form. Oh, so we they, don't get anything yet. That's later. Yeah, they run across okay. the dead cow, and so they know the Kreitz are there. And yeah, that's what they look point, at each other to say, "Kill Kreitz." Yes. Um, phones are down. Power's going out. So the dad goes into the basement, and something is chewed through the wires. And I have in my notes, we finally see a critter! Exclamation. Yeah, and it's still cool how they show it. Like, they fully show the critter, but it's, like, kind of in darkness, and, like, you can see it, but not perfectly. Yeah, and it's balled up, kind of, and then looks up. 
Yeah, it's kind of like kinda it's kind of cute kinda, at first. Yeah, at first it's kind of like Gizmo. Yeah, you, th- you think he's gonna sing the little song thing, <laughs> <laughs> and it attacks the dad, like bites and quills, like, and then a bunch of them are jumping on him. He's bleeding all over the place, and he beats them off of him with a hammer. He does what to them? Beat, beats them off of him. Oh, okay. I, I, well, that could also... They, has anyone tried that with the critters? I doubt it. They seem to be, like, run by, like, base instincts. So either they're hungry or maybe try, you know, give them a little happy ending. I don't think the critters get horny because I know they well, lay eggs is no, where they uh, comes from. They 100% do because that new Critters binge series that was on Shudder that's horrible... There's oh, I a critter for that. That's what I wanted to watch on Shutter the other day. Yeah, there's a critter that fucks this guy's mom, and that's why the guy's like half critter. Okay, does she lay an egg? No, I don't have no idea, but it's this weird like this, and it sh- almost like shows them like the critter having sex with this human person. Oh, okay. With like brown trickle, wow, like music. Is the show still on Shutter? I don't think they even have it on there anymore. It was so it's, embarrassing. It was a Shutter original, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's terrible. <laughs> Dude, if Veronica is still on Shutter, this can stay on Shutter. Veronica is good is good in a really bad way. You know, it's like it's bad in a really good way. I mean, Critters binge or whatever it was called is just bad. It's there's no part of it that's good. <laughs> we will discuss this on the Veronica episode, but. Um, Veronica's enjoyed. It, it, that's fun to watch. We will discuss it on the <laughs> Veronica episode. <laughs> it's Danzig. We, we can't. I know it's Danzig. That's bad. the only reason I. Uh. Okay. <laughs> the bounty hunter finds the dead cop and turns into him. And I love how he turns into the dead cop, but he turns into the dead cop with like the wounds and the blood and he doesn't turn into that cop. He turns into that cop's corpse. Exactly what he sees is what he, they turn into. Yes. And they get into the cop car and it is funny for how advanced they are. They can't figure out the car at all. Yeah. Like it was like a minute or two scene of them trying to figure out how to drive and the shotguns in the front. (laughs) And they end up pulling the trigger of their shotgun to try to start the car, blows a hole through the roof. Yeah. And they only know how to drive in reverse. At the beginning, at least. Yeah. They think that's how you get around. But, like, they're so, like, dead set on going, like, ASAP. We're like, okay, we know how to go in reverse. We're going in reverse. <laughs> this is the way, apparently, they do it on Earth. Yeah. And then um, we cut to our still-going-on makeout scene in the barn. Yeah, still, which, I mean, God, how long does it take him to seal the deal? <laughs> Apparently a very long time. That car wasn't doing its job. And the critters obviously get into the barn, and one bites off the boyfriend's fingers and then eats him. Yes. Um, so April's rightfully so screaming, and Brad runs in after her, With throws his, his homemade <laughs> explosive device. His quote-unquote firecracker. <laughs> Yes. I like that as he gets out there, April's fending them off like with a pitchfork and he like eats the end of it, doesn't he? Yeah, they're like biting at it and yeah, it's like they're gonna eat anything that's in front of them. Yeah. And which as you just said, so he throws the firecracker at it, it eats it, and then it goes off and the critter just kind of 
puffs up for a second and then falls over. Yeah, he like burps and then dies. <laughs> yeah, this effect that we get next, I is terrible and I love it because the bounty hunters drive into a church. Yes. And I mean into it. Like they take the entrance off with the car. But it's clearly what you see getting knocked down is looks like paper mache. It's like they put up one drywall and drove into that. It was made out of cardboard, basically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I love because it's a one is a church service going on on a weekday at night. Because they went to school that day. But it's packed like everyone's in their Sunday best. I don't know what's going on here. They really need some God. Yes. Or I love that the body hunters get out and go, we're here for the Christ. And it sounds like we're here for the Christ as they're walking into the church. They're like, well, yes, this is where he would be. (laughs) Yes. Um, The priest is looking at the dead cop bounty hunter. Like, the county will pay for this. Yeah, because he's like, what are you doing here? Like, he thinks it's the cop. He's like, what are you doing here? And then... He starts shaking like the body's rejecting his new form again. And he turns into the priest. And the lady sitting at the organ gets scared, like, passes out and, like, makes the organ make a noise. And they shoot the organ. Yeah, and they just shoot up the entire place. For no reason. <laughs> yeah, just in case the crites are there. Um, Transformers priest. Okay, so the family... After the dad is attacked and everything there inside, the family's like, we gotta go, let's get to the truck. They get to the truck, and the critters have completely destroyed the inside of the truck. Right. And they chase them back to the house, which somehow locked on its own when the door shut. Yeah, it's almost some, it reminded me kind of like Night of the Living Dead, where it's like they're locked in the house, then they're trying to get to the vehicle, but there's something wrong with the vehicle, and... Yeah, so Brad has to crawl into a window upstairs to let the family in and gets them right in the nick of time. And here's the part that we love. Um, the dad's pointing the shot because the dad has shot some of them at this point, right? Right. And there's two critters on the porch, like, staring down. And it's like, they have weapons. The other one goes, so what? And the shotgun, like, peeks out of the door <laughs> and blows one of them away with this hilarious, like, Wah! sound. And the other one goes, fuck! Yeah, which like, means fucking crate. <laughs> yeah, it's it's perfectly English subtitled. <laughs> and then we cut to the bowling alley that the dad was supposed to be at before the critter attack. And Charlie's there drinking. And the hunters show up there next. Yeah, I also love like the like Charlie's like going on and on about like to the bartender about the aliens. And like the bartender like pours him like a shot and Charlie like immediately drinks him, put this, puts the glass back down. The bartender's just like, here, I'm going to leave the bottle. Just don't bother me anymore. Yeah. That's how little he wants to hear about his fillings, getting alien messages and everything like that. And God, I want to know like how, how much was a shot back in the eighties? Because I know now if you go out to a bar and like order a shot, it's at least $6. Not always six, but yeah, it's usually up but, there. I mean, five or six dollars. I mean, very rarely will you find it under that. I'm always like, it's not worth it. <laughs> no, that bottle is like bringing home an insane amount of its base cost and shots. Yeah, he just left them like a $50 worth of whiskey left. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, I love when the hunters get there, too, because the bowling ball's coming back up. 
and it looks like the critters, how they roll around, and they stop and they grab it. They realize the ball, and they just throw it at the pins so they understand the game of bowling. Yeah, they throw it at the pins, and, like, they get, like, a, what do you call it, a strike. strike. Yeah. And, like, everyone, I forget to, no one cheers, I don't think. I was expecting it. It would be great if everyone starts cheering. <laughs> well, because they, they explode the pins. Like, that's how much force they throw at. And the one guy in a bowling league goes, whose team are they on? Yeah. I love little one-liners like that. Yeah. It's like, you almost and, expect, like, the dude and whatnot to be setting one lane down. Oh, that would have been great. You know what's funny? When you were talking about critters, I went to go send, I was going to just send a critters gift back in the group chat. Yeah. And the only critters gift that came up was them picking up the bowling ball. Oh, wow. Like, nothing else. It's really weird whenever you search, like, weird, like, different movies on gifts, like, what they will come up with. Yeah. But, so, they make their way over to the bar part of the bowling alley. And, of course, everyone's making fun of their outfits. Like, is it Halloween? All that kind of stuff. And, like, at this point, some of them are kind of starting to recognize, like, that's like a legendary rock star walking around. (laughs) Johnny Steele and Johnny Johnny Steele and the reference came in and shot up the bowling alley. Yeah, and these really weird outfits. <laughs> yeah, um, the the one looks at Charlie and transforms into him, and freaks everyone out. He shoots the TV because it makes a sound, and the whole bowling alley runs out in a panic. Yeah, and Charlie basically like just crouches down behind the bar and just literally chugs whiskey most of the time. <laughs> yeah, Charlie's the best character. Yes. And so the sheriff wakes up and he gets a call because the whole town's going nuts. People are talking about alien UFOs. Charlie and the Reverend shot up the bowling alley. And there's all this stuff. And he gets out and tries to deal with everything. Yeah, and I love how, like, it's the um, cliche of, like, the sheriff. is like he gets woken up and he's just grumpy the whole time about being woken up. Well, I'll tell you what. The job I work at now... When I'm on night shift, occasionally, like, there's things that we can't fix on our own. The three of us that are there overnight, we have to call maintenance in. Th- that is very much how the conversation usually goes. Yeah. If they're on call. <laughs> well, this better be good. Like, that's what you get. Yeah. Oh, I completely understand. But I love that trope of the grumpy sheriff that doesn't want to do his job. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he wakes up and everything. And the critters have made it into the house at this point. Right. And they shoot the quills at the mom. She pretty much passes out from it. There's a whole, like, get upstairs, you know, all that shit going on. Brad sets one of them on fire. Right. And it rolls and jumps into the toilet. Yeah, that's great. I love that. <laughs> and, like, you, when he hits the water, you hear, like, a tss. Yeah, there's a little sizzle. So, me and you, when we do these kind of movies that have these scenarios, we kind of like to rate. Not like we give it a number, but the the escape plan. Right. Remember, we thought Krampus had a solid escape plan. Yes. We had another one after that, not so solid. I don't remember what it was. But, so, the escape plan to get out of the house infested with critters is for Brad to ride his bike to town for help. Right. He's uh, he, Somehow he's supposed to sneak by without any critters seeing him. And get to town, which is, I mean, God, this is like a rural area, so who knows how far that is. Yeah, yeah. Charlie was biking home for a while when he saw that spaceship, but he wasn't into town yet. No. So, w- what do you think of their escape plan? 
Well, I mean, dad's all fucked up because he's been bitten and quilled. Mom's been quilled. Sister's useless. Or and, do they like sister more? <laughs> like oh, Brad, get help. They, yeah, they're like, Brad's our newest one. Like, this is our firstborn child. That's kind of special. Brad, he's whatever. Brad's trying to fake 107 degree fevers. He's not bright. He's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, and he didn't, uh, like, the dad's like, he doesn't want to play football. Well, maybe I can try again. <laughs> yeah, so maybe that's it. He's listening to the police. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd send that kid out, too. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so Brad does get out somehow of the house undetected by critters, but he gets to his bike and there's a critter right next to the bike, of course. Yeah, it's like they know what's like what his idea is. I love the critter like pushes the bike over. <laughs> yeah, why? Because he's a it's like a bully like waiting for he's the like so, 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 you thought you were gonna escape me. <laughs> Brad like climbs into some building, like some farm building, and not the barn, I don't think, but something near the chicken coop. And in the shadows, he sees one start to grow, like the giant critter for this movie. Yeah, what, um, is it almost like, I think, doesn't the critter, like, break into the chicken coop and he eats, like, a bunch of chickens? I thought that was implied, but you can see it silhouette the whole time, and you don't yeah. see it happening. So I'm guessing maybe that's just, like, the, I would love to know why that one got bigger and none of the rest of them. Is that I think like... it's how much they eat, is, then they'll grow. So and I guess that they... was implied. Now that one is like the king critter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so Brad ends up I think he does take off on another bike or something like that, but he finds the bounty hunters. And he gets in the car, he's like, Hey, you're Johnny Steele. Charlie and he's all confused. Yeah, Why are like, you dressed like that? He's like, We're looking for the Krites. He's like, Okay, let's go to my house and they just kind of turn and look at him. He's like, Charlie, you know where my house is. And they just yeah. still stare at him. <laughs> You're not Charlie, are you? And I love this is um about the time we get the scene of the critters just causing havoc inside the house. Oh, the montage. Is, yeah. I love. For some reason, any small puppet horror movies have a montage of madness. And it's always so much fun. Yeah. I <laughs> love the one that's attacking E.T. Yeah, the one he's like poking at it and like finally it bites its head off. <laughs> yeah. Just, for some reason, they don't like any of the pillows with feathers that are making them go everywhere, just causing all kinds of havoc. Which, um, I don't know about you. Are you a fan of E.T.? I think it's fine. I, I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's like classic movie. I've seen it. You know, I, I re growing up, I remember like. I, there was a bunch of people in like my class and whatnot in elementary school that loved E.T. And I remember watching it and being like, I don't fucking get it. Dude, we started elementary school in the 90s. What kind of kids were obsessed with E.T. at that point? I was obsessed with Friday the 13th. Yeah, good point. But you have to, like, the town I grew up in, in West Virginia, was like this tiny little pocket that I like to believe was like in a time warp. Because it was just like the 80s. Just kids riding around on their bikes. There's misadventures going on. We all just still watch VHS movies. and Well, that's all there was then. The same shit. Well, there's there were DVDs, and I remember being like, no, I'm sticking with VHS. I can get I was, more of them. <laughs> I resisted the DVD change for a long time, too, because I had a giant VHS collection. So, like, that was my thinking. So I'd always buy, like, the DVD player VCR combos and everything. Right. But, yeah, I, I was in that boat, too. 
Uh, but the so he finds the hunters. The hunters come in with these fucking insane guns that just blow the house to pieces as they're shooting and killing the crates. Yeah, it's like giant bazookas. <laughs> yeah, giant laser bazookas. Yeah. Um. So they save the family, and oh, this is what the cat's name because Brad runs back in for Chewy. That's it. Yeah. Yes. And then the sheriff shows up there. Oh uh, yeah, so, um, yeah. Sheriff shows up, but he's too late. <laughs> yeah, and so Brad's up in the room. He finds the cat, and the big critter, mind you, the big critter sneaks up on Brad. Yeah, <laughs> I love his like old Godzilla movie effects feet too. Like clearly the big rubber shoes and everything. Oh, and the um, like the one scene when like the uh, that giant critter arm is coming like through the dresser that's in front of the door, like the window. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like rubber. It's like definitely rubber monster suit. <laughs> I wonder where this costume is. Yeah, that would be really interesting because I know like I follow like a few like prop, uh, like movie used prop sites. And I think I sent you the link the one time. They were selling a critter puppet, but it was like thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a museum out in Salem that has a bunch of like horror movie costumes on display and stuff. Yeah, they have the original it one there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, be it would be interesting to like try to track down what happened and like where did that giant critter suit go? I, I want to get it. Have you seen the um? like pl- uh, publicity photos of the giant critter, like standing beside the mom and stuff. Like when you see it in full, like daylight and like completely lit up nice, it's so goofy looking. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the, like I told, I think I brought up the original Ninja Turtles movie. I remember had a scene of Raphael in his disguise walking out of a movie theater. Yeah. And he looks back at the poster of what he just walked in. And it was critters. And he shakes his like, why did they come up with this stuff? But it was a giant <laughs> critter on the poster and everything. That's awesome. Um, so they they end up saving Brad somehow. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, Charlie Brad gets out. Charlie and the kid run into each other. Is what I see. Oh uh, no, that's after. Uh, because okay. Brad gets out of the house with the cat. Right. Um, but the crit the parents are crying and everything because the critters took April. Yes. And so Brad runs after him. And that's where he runs after her, and that's where he runs into Charlie. And this is where we see the giant Krite carrying the sister, like, onto their ship. Yeah. And the... I guess he's right, because he's like, which way do they go? He goes, follow me, my feelings are... Like, it's actually working. That's yeah. how they find their ship. Yeah, he's he's been right this whole time. Like, he actually is getting transmissions through his feelings. Yeah, so apparently they botched up the metal they put his feelings in with or something. Or, like, the whiskey enhances it or something. Like it yeah, gives him something weird's powers. going on. Um, he's, he's like Popeye, but with whiskey. It's like, da 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 He's just chugging a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, his family's just crying in the other room. Like, Charlie, <laughs> we need you to stop. <laughs> the Popeye theme drinking Daddy. is what got me. <laughs> Daddy's drinking his mad juice. <laughs> But anyway, uh, the parents, the hunters, and the sheriff are all in the same car, comically. Yeah. Yeah, I love how they all squeeze in together. (laughs) Yeah. I think the sheriff ends up in the middle of all of them, too. Yeah, he he gets, like, squeezed between the two bounty hunters. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Brad and Charlie find the ship, and guess what they use to save April? Because Brad just sneaks on, and 
he throws a firecracker in. Yeah, the quote well, of one firecracker pipe bomb. <laughs> yes, fire, the firecracker pipe bomb. You know, generally the same thing. But he leaves one of those behind, but the fuse goes out. Right. And what saves the day? Charlie with a fucking Molotov. Whiskey <laughs> saves the day. Well, Molotov throws it in. Of whiskey. <laughs> he throws it in like perfectly as the doors are closing. Yeah, and it oh. almost reminds me all like of the uh, scene, like the end scene of Plan Nine from Outer Space, when like the uh, spaceship's taking off, but it's like on fire. <laughs> yeah, um, but it, it doesn't blow up right away, so the UFO gets up, and the critters just because they're dicks blow up the house. Yeah, they just yeah they fly by the house, stop real quick, blow it up, laugh, and then keep <laughs> laughing. Yeah, so the the house explodes, they start flying away, and then the ship blows up. Yes. I want to know, this ship is apparently high-tech and everything. Now, we've been joking about how deadly Brad's bombs are, but they're not that crazy. They're pretty bad. Like, they would still get you a terrorism charge, but they're not that insane. Would it really take down as a spaceship? If he was honestly trying to make a firecracker, and he made a bomb that powerful... He needs to be watched. Like it's like, yeah. man, he you needs put to be way stopped. too much in there. Yes, but yep, yeah, the ship goes down, and the family's house is blown up. Critter ship explodes, and then at the end, the hunters give Brad this device. If you ever need us, you can contact us. Yeah, it looks up the sequels. It looks like it looks like a pager. It pretty much is a pager. Yeah, yeah. It, is it shown that Charlie goes with the hunters? Well, um, it shows him, like, wondering, like, kind of, like, they're, like, walking away all heroic, and he's, like, bumbling behind them, like, hey, guys, I'm really good with engines, do you need a mechanic? I was because in the second one, when the hunters come back, Charlie is with them. It's not the hunter being Charlie, it's the two hunters and Charlie, and he's back okay. on Earth, and he, he's trying to teach them about Earth and everything. Yeah, and really, he just shows them a lot of porn magazines, like, this is American culture right here, <laughs> but <laughs> this is the best of the best. Yes, but, like, so, I guess he goes with them. Yeah, you see him, like, following them, like, as they're trying to leave, he's, like, following them. Yeah. And then, as they're flying away, they do something, and the house, in reverse motion, rebuilds itself. Yeah, they, like, push a button, and it just, yeah, it's like, uh, they just reverse the film, and it, like, unexplodes. (laughs) Can we talk about the technology that would exist if you could just undo... An exploded house. Forget the fucking space travel and shape-shifting. This is insane! Yeah, that alone is a billion-dollar idea. Oh, like, all the money in the world idea. Anything that breaks, you can just reverse it. Yeah, just immediately rebuild it. Yeah. Mechanics would be out of business. Like, nothing would ever go wrong. Yeah, uh, Lex Luthor wouldn't be able to blow up the Capitol during uh, Batman vs. Superman with the darkness. exactly. (laughs) Um, and then the cat's in the mailbox for some reason. Yeah. No sense. You know, it's playing like the happy, as you said, Andy Griffith style music and everything. The day is saved. No harm done here. But then we see a bunch of critter eggs laugh credits. Yeah. It's very, um, reminiscent for me of like the last, uh, I mean, sorry, the uh, first Friday the 13th movie, like the very end where it's kind of like, oh, everything's great now and everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah, then we see, like, the weird, like, critter eggs, and then, yeah, that's credits. Yep. So, what do you think? 
I love Critters. Um, I do too. The first one is really great. I remember loving the first one. I remember loving the second one. The third one, I haven't seen in a while. I don't remember if I really love that one or not. The That's third one's the Leonardo DiCaprio one. Yeah, where he and I call bullshit on Leonardo DiCaprio because he's like, I will never do a sequel to a movie. You did Critters 3. Yep. I love how like big stars like that will start out in horror movies where like Johnny Depp started out in Nightmare, uh, Jennifer Aniston in Leprechaun. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, these big, big stars now starting in like low budget, awesome horror movies. I like the ones who don't shy away from it more too. Like Johnny Depp has never like turned his back like, oh yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. No, like I like the ones who are proud of it. Yeah, they still embrace it. They, that's yeah. the thing. Um, there for like quite a while, for like many, many years, Jamie Lee Curtis would always like talk down about horror movies and stuff. And it's like, that's where a lot of your audience that's going to follow you is. Do you think people yeah. are going to follow you around because you were in Christmas with the Cranks? No. <laughs> or Activia commercials. But yeah, no, it's either Christmas with the Cranks, your shit uh, yogurt, or the Halloween series. <laughs> shit yogurt? <laughs> Uh, um, but I'm glad she came around on it. Yeah, now she's actually like embraced it and whatnot, and I'm glad she finally did. Yeah, but I I love this series. I I always say when I'm listing my favorite horror movies, I always say Critters, but I don't know if it's honestly Critters one or the franchise as a whole. But since it all kind of blends, I always just say Critters. Yeah, that's what I would say. It's like me and Friday the Thirteenth, where it's like more of the entire series not so much just the single films yeah um because you take any of them on their own talking about critters it doesn't hold up as much but overall like i love it yeah now in the later ones don't didn't you say like the bounty hunters go away yeah you lose the bounty hunters after two which is they're my favorite parts of like one and two you know they kind of come back and attack kind of but not those ones. It's weird. Okay. I still need oh. to see Attack. Attack's fun. I want to watch it, it, definitely. Attack is where they fully lean into the camp of it all. Oh, nice. So, um, for those who don't know, at the end of these shows, we always do the Throbbing with Horror Kill Count, which takes all the movies we've ever covered on the show and adds up the kill count that we have in all of them. Last week with Maniac, we ended our kill count at a nice even 240 Brett, nice. where do you think we're at? I mean, there was a decent amount of kills in this, but I'm going to say 249. You think there was a decent amount of kills in this? I mean, I weren't there quite a few, right? Uh, you, no. No? There was two. That's it? Yeah, the cop oh, that wow. got killed under the car and and the boyfriend. Oh, that's true. I guess, like, the cow doesn't count, of course. I'm, t- I'm thinking of, like, all the gore and whatnot, but yeah, that's... I'm surprised. Yeah, lots of people like got bit and bled and everything. Only two died. Oh, that's right. Because like, yeah, the dad gets attacked, the mom gets attacked, but they don't die. So yeah, just the cop and the boyfriend. So it brings our throbbing horror kill count to two forty two. Nice. So what else we got? Well, every week I rate the movie from one to ten, but I don't like to do stars or any of that like boring stuff. I try to take something from the movie and rate it that many of that thing. Oh, what are we using this week? This week, I thought it would be appropriate because we love Charlie, and it did save the day at the very end of the movie. 
I'm going to go with bottles of whiskey. Okay, so one bottle of whiskey or ten bottles of whiskey? Well, one yeah. to ten bottles. Uh, one bottle of whiskey, it's a fucking terrible movie. I will never watch it again. Ten bottles, it's the greatest thing ever. I'm going to give Critters... It's hard to say. I'm going to say six and a half bottles of whiskey. I give Critters eight bottles of whiskey. Okay. I, it was really hard to say between like six and seven, but it didn't quite, I would say, get to seven for me, but I love it. If I'm being honest, it should be more of a six or seven, but I just love it so much. If, if Greg's rating, eight. Yeah. But was, if I'm being oh, more honest, probably six. This is also um one of your favorite, like, movies wasn't it like what were you yeah i love this movie this is like a top five yeah so that's why that will clarify this is greg's personal rating okay eight right and you gave do you say six or six and a half bottles i would say six and a half bottles okay a six full bottles and a pint bottle (laughs) oh there's no six full bottles and one that charlie still has at the bar with him he's making his way through yeah he's still chugging on it yes all right that's all i have on critters yeah um have you uh, been watching anything new or listening to anything um, new? Or? Not too much lately, to be honest. I'm trying to think. I did start... Oh, we, I started watching WandaVision. Oh, how is that? I really like it. I think you will, too, because I know your love of old sitcom TV. Yeah. I think you'll really like it. I meant to... Because I think it came out... It's been out for a little bit. Like It just came out... Well, when they're listening to this, it's been out for a while. We record a few weeks ahead, so we never miss episodes. But current real time, it just came out last Friday. The first two episodes dropped and then the new one drops today. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out. I'm looking forward to like seeing what Disney does with a Marvel TV show. Yeah, it'll be in- like after they did with Mandalorian, I was excited to see what they'll hit with Marvel. Yeah. What about you? What have you been watching? Um. Well, I just yesterday got in the mail the entire Fly collection from Shout Factory. I'm sorry, not from Shout Factory, from uh, Scream Factory. Yeah. Um, and God, is this box beautiful. It has all five of the Fly movies, which I don't... I've never seen The Fly 2, which is the uh, sequel to the Jeff Goldblum remake. Yeah. I remember in elementary school one night, me and my buddy were having, like, a sleepover, and we watched all three of the original fly movies but it's been a long time since i've seen them of course from i'm looking at this picture you sent over this this artwork box art's really nice yeah i love the the front is really great but i also love the back yeah like the i love that they also included like from the original fly there's that uh the fly that gets trapped in the net that's turning into the human yeah i love he's even up there that help me help me because watching because i just watched the original fly last night yeah and that scene is so creepy this looks cool that's nice yeah but that was how much did that run Uh, it was 47 on amazon for five blu-rays that's not bad no i've had my eye on this collection for a while it was going for like 70 dollars for like a long time and i was like i can't spend that much on movies yeah, all these collections you gotta let wait unless unless you think they're gonna sell out. Yeah, because the price usually does drop after a bit. And um, I have one last thing. I discovered a brand new band, which I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Uh, the Screamers. No. Okay, you gotta check them out. They're um, it's a 
legendary like punk band from the 80s but they never released an actual album there's only demos and live recordings that sounds cool but i gotta say that use of the term legendary and then what you just said don't exactly line up well it's like um I just learned about them because uh, there's this podcast I listen to, No Dogs in Space, and they go through, like, punk music. Yeah. And they were talking about the Screamers, and at first, um, it's one of those bands where I was like, uh, I mean, it's kind of good. It's um, two organs and a drummer and a singer is what it is. There's no guitars at all. Huh. But you don't miss them at all. I love what they do with it. But check out Vertigo and... um. 122 hours of fear on youtube by them i'm I'm looking now like what i can find from them yeah but if you want like some really new like weird punk music i would definitely recommend them oh hang on i found a playlist on spotify it's just movie music from the no dogs in space oh it's the no dogs in space yeah there's no there's no screamers on there because there's nothing official released Oh, okay. But from what they were saying on there, there's uh they're supposed to be actually releasing the very first like album by them. It's not like they're new, it's not like new stuff, but it's like their old recordings finally remastered. Yeah, that's cool. I'll yeah. check it out. Yeah, but that's what I got for this week. It's been a really good week for discovering new things. Yeah, I mean, my last stretch of days off, I redid my room a little bit. I put some new shelves in and moved all my cool stuff up there. Oh, nice! So you're I, like uh, your NECA figures and whatnot. Yeah, well, everything like my Star Wars helmets, my NECA figures. Like, I, speaking of critters, I got my little critter up there. Oh, like, nice! A big Mecha Godzilla, you know, all the cool stuff, old yeah. boxes. So it, it's nice. Made some more room in here. Moved all the con sign like pictures to a different wall. You know, you sit in a place for so long, you gotta change it up once in a while. Oh yeah, I love like redoing my podcast room up here. It'll be like two in the morning and I'll be like pretty drunk and I'll be like, I gotta rearrange. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all I think we got. What do we ha- oh, what do we have for them next week? Um now next week, uh I forget. I actually it, gotta um, check <laughs> what do we have for next week. I, I don't watched it, but I'm a few ahead, so I believe it's okay. uh the new it, isn't it? Yeah, it from 2017. Okay, yeah, that'll be what we're doing next week. Yeah, we were gonna do my bloody Valentine because it lined up with the day it comes out February 12th, I think the next episode, but it wasn't streaming anywhere. Neither of us had it, and for certain movies, like if I really want to cover it for the show, I'm like, okay, I'll rent or buy it. My bloody Valentine for that, I'm like, eh, we'll wait till it's on something to do that one. Yeah, it will definitely be streaming on something here at some point, so we'll yeah. get to it at some point. And we didn't have it on the schedule, so we swapped it out. Yeah, which um, I mean, I from what I haven't seen the uh, it remake for a while, but from what I remember of it, there was definitely some parts in it I liked a lot. So yeah, I, I watched it just uh, the other day. I enjoyed watching it again. Yeah. So um, unless you have anything else, man. Oh, well, where can they stream that? Because oh um, oh, what is it on? It's on HBO Max. I know HBO that HBO Max. Okay, cool. HBO Max has been really great. Like, it's really, like, Netflix has been kind of dropping the ball. And HBO Max has, like, had some really great stuff on it. Yeah. I actually got an app just for this called Yidio, and it tells you what everything's streaming on. Oh, nice. So we can just answer that question easier. Yeah, the only thing it's streaming on is HBO Max right now. Okay, cool. 
So and if I'm you guys sure have that, it's watch along. It's been out for a few years, so it's probably like even on sale on DVD and Blu-ray and whatnot. And it was like one of the highest performing like R-rated horror movies of all time, so you've probably seen it. Yeah, it was definitely... Uh, it's really cool how much it made for being a horror movie. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, follow um follow us on Twitter at Throbbing Horror. Uh, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Throbbing with Horror. And uh, listen to Greg every week on a uh, Ruthless Retrospective and Geek Positive. Yep, I'm there. All right. Uh, well, you all have a good week. We'll see you next week, and we hope we've left your brain throbbing with horror.